This conversation is brought to you in part by Calavo Growers, the family of fresh. Hey, everybody. How the hell are you today? We doing good. I hope we're doing good. We need to be doing good. Everybody needs to find a way today to do good. And we got a do-good guy coming on here to hang out with me today. I have been talking to him, saying I got to get him up here. And he hymns and haws. And i like, come on, baby. You're so Hollywood. This is your format. This is your format. So let's have a fun conversation with my friend, compadre, down the street, kind of via Chicago, but down the street nonetheless. Let's give it up for the vice president of sales and customer management at Bolthouse Farms, Kevin K-Fix in the house. <laughs> Wow. What an introduction. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate it. And uh, just uh, happy to be here and be on the show. I appreciate it. I wasn't recording. I was just practicing. Okay. No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm really thrilled you're here. You know, carrots are uh, obviously a big part of my back back story. And and, um, you and I have become great friends over the years and enjoy each other's company. I just fun to hang out with you and just talk shop all the time and get that perspective that you bring to the world, which is super fun. And I'm going to enjoy talking about life today and what's going on, you know, over at Bullhouse, what you guys are doing, some of the things you're up to, and who knows where the hell we drift off to. Hopefully we get off the rails and, you know, we get kicked off the platform or something positive like that. Who knows? (laughs) Hell yes, we will. Hell yes, we will. (laughs) But before we get going on all that, if you wouldn't mind, just tell everybody a little bit who you are, your backstory, your journey. I'd read your bio, but there's too many big words and I don't like just anything after five letters, I'm out. Oh, totally. Yeah, me and I'm synonymous synonymous with big words, right? Uh, No, so you know, my uh, my background. uh, I graduated with a marketing degree at Iowa State University, and and somehow I found my way. What's that? That's Iowa Iowa State. What is that? That's not the Jayhawk. What's Iowa State? That's the Cyclones. The Cyclones. You got it. Yeah, Yeah. that's a. That's that's. I'm surprised the Cyclones haven't got like canceled out because it's so negative like you know what, right. what good comes from a cyclone not not anything you know hopefully we uh you know we, we got that na- we got that nickname actually uh from beating northwestern in a football game that was the headline back in like the 20s or something like that on the uh chicago tribune so that's that's where the nickname came from and then uh you know we uh we showed our true cyclone uh yeah uh, <laughs> amazing football team last weekend beating Iowa. So it's, uh, there you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. All but, right. I'll uh, shut up. You, you keep going. Absolutely. So, you know, look, I, uh, I somehow stumbled my way into the produce business. I was doing logistics, um, running a trucking company, refrigerated trucking company and bringing, you know, meat out to the West coast and hauling produce back to the Midwest. And, you know, really realized that there's a lot more money hauling produce than there are uh, hauling other items out there. And uh, just kind of randomly got a, a call back in 2006 from a headhunter that was saying, you know, Bolthouse Farms is is uh, opening a new Chicago office. And so I had the opportunity to, to end up going to work for Bolthouse back in 06 here in the Chicago area. Uh, we do we have a huge Ford distribution center here. We bring right. everything in on big rail cars and, and uh, Ford distribute from here. Um, so, you know, did, went to Bolthouse for from 06 to 2012 and ended up going out west to Colorado and um, ended up uh, going to Grant Farms, which is no longer around, but uh, you, you know it well. You know the organic game very, very well. And that was really my first um, foray into the, uh, you know, really just getting into the, kind of the, the grower shipper side. Yeah, the, gro- the really getting into the grower shipper side, you know, doing yeah. everything, um, 
in Chicago, just, you know, basically waiting for rail cars and, and managing inventory and stuff like that to be able to get, you know, the boots on the ground in the dirt was, was pretty amazing. So if you're waiting for rail cars, you're kind of like a hobo. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, that's exactly right. it. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm asking. I don't know. I'm asking. Melina told me to ask that question, so I'll go with it. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, eventually went back to Bolt House. I've actually worked for Bolt House three times. This is my third tour of duty with the company. And uh, the reason why I constantly, you know, I keep coming back is because of the people. You know, it's, it's yeah. an amazing place. Yeah, don't just just got a good group going. I mean, it's an interesting, you know, it, it's it's a cool place. There's, you know, the people I know that I that come across and deal with and talk to and stuff seem to be pretty genuine, pretty true to what they're doing. And you guys are on a pretty big mission. So that's pretty exciting. Absolutely. That's great. Well, I, I want to go back. I, I got to talk a little bit about Andy Grant because if anybody sure. you know, goes back in the organic produce business, they know Grant Family Farms and Andy's story. And, and he's, you know, he's kind of an organic pioneer back in the day, but, you know, going there like you did, and then now looking at your career, where you're at, right? It's, little bit of difference between the sales volume between Grand Family Farms and Bold House on a daily basis. Um, but talk a little bit about what you learned from that experience there, right? And, and maybe some of those lessons that you think about back then that, you know, you apply to what you're kind of doing today. Sure. Uh, well, it was a, it was a very uh, insane <laughs> experience, I would say, is the only way to put it. And there's That's not fair. many farms like that around anymore. In fact, there really aren't any at all. So, um, to go to a company like that, you know, and and have all the reach, the 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 history that, you know, Andy was really a trailblazer. He really um, was a great marketer. Um, came up with a lot of great ideas, um, and and it was just it was crazy for me to to show up on that farm and just run the sales team and run the harvest crews. You know, I'm I'm I I'll never forget when uh, Andy and I went to food. I'm sorry, the PMA, uh, the year that I was working for him, we went up to your booth. And uh, we were talking to you and you were complaining about some, some asshole that was uh, killing the cilantro market, the organic cilantro market, but it was me. I was, I the guy was. doing it. Yeah. I, was trying, I was trying to give you an out. I knew who the hell you were. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You had no idea who I was. Uh, no one really did. Right. I mean, I was just some random guy from Chicago that was, uh, that was helping sell carrots and, and move product around the country. But uh, no, it was just amazing. I mean, just all the different commodities that we grew. I mean, I'll never forget sitting there looking at some of the stuff and just being like, God, I've never eaten this before in my life. Right. right? These are, these are items that I've never come across. I've never seen before. Um, you know, my, my idea as a kid of, of produce was uh, green beans in a can and, and corn in a can, right? That's, that's the Midwest. That's kind of how it works in the Midwest. That's kind of how you're raised most of the time. Right. Or at least in the eighties, that's how it worked. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it was, it was an unbelievable experience learned so much from it really like learned so much from Andy about, about vegetables, obviously. And then, um, you know, really the organic way of, of growing is the most incredible thing, really. Um, yeah, it really was. Yeah, he, he did some cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. The crop rotations and everything. It's just, you yeah, know, he it's just, unbelievable experience. Yeah. Well, you know, he, like I said, he, he, he did a lot of different commodities, but you know, he, he had a unique marketplace, right. Being in Colorado, the way he was summer really wasn't everybody's summer. And, but boy, he used to have some problems too when the hail would come in and oh. you'd have those well, those thunderstorms off the range and this and that. But right. what a character. So, I mean, I could see what a great experience that had to be just to kind of fill your tank with information and knowledge on things to do and probably things not to do. But, you know, but I think if anything with Andy, you, you probably learned how to treat people a little bit. I mean, I think you probably learned a little bit from, from that personality of his. There's got no yeah, doubt. Yeah. So yeah, talk to me. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, you know, just his personality is... Uh, is something it's it's anyone that knows him really well knows that 
you know, he's just a character, right? Like yeah. so many crazy ideas. He's uh, he's never afraid to try something new. Um, and, you know, again, it was uh, the best aspect of that, of that role and of that job is again, seeing the, the work that goes into it, right. To see the people out there, to have 200 plus people out in the field every day, picking 60 different commodities and the amount of effort that it takes to do that. And to um, and also the you know the as- the aspects of cooling the product and caring for it in that manner and the packing shed and the, and the pride that goes into it, you know it was it was really eye opening for me right because I hadn't Love spent it. much time in California and I'd never really seen it in person. So going out there, being in the truck with him and driving out there into the fields was was the most rewarding part of it to just see that you know the the energy from the groups of uh, of people out there that were that were putting food on our table for everybody. It just, it really gives you a lot of perspective. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, and I'm, that's probably what, what that applied life lesson that you probably got out of it that, yeah, there's no two ways about it. It's, it's a, if you get around it, it's a big lift that people do. So, you know, now your role at Bullhouse being, you know, VP of sales and then also of customer management. And it intrigued me when I was kind of getting into this. It's like, well, you know, explain what a customer management role is as vice president. I mean, what's it mean? Yeah, so, you know, my role is basically to make sure that we uh, we take care of all the orders, right? So the customer service aspect of the business, um, processing all the orders, working with the operations team, working with the farm team, um, working with the production teams, um, and then also just the different regional facilities that we have. It's really um, my my group is responsible for you know basically um, managing those customers and managing their orders and making sure they get what they want when they want it. So um, outside of of that responsibility, which is a pretty, uh, pretty big one. That's, that's the majority of what I do every day. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I also, uh, I have a couple of salespeople that report to me and, and we manage all of the, the food service, the wholesale, um, you know, more of the, the smaller, you know, smaller retailers and stuff like that, where we, we manage all that business. And, you know, the, the, the food service thing is a huge thing for us. Uh, we do a ton of food service volume uh, at Bolt House with obviously carrots are, a perfect item for uh, for the food service community. Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nelia Alamo at Calavo. Thanks for listening to Toddversations. At Calavo, we are the family of fresh. For almost 100 years, our passion has been bringing delicious and nutritious food to your table. From tasty, wholesome produce to our freshly prepared foods, Calavo is a global leader in the finest quality produce and a pioneer of healthy, fresh-cut fruits, vegetables, and prepared foods. Whether it's our farm-fresh avocados, tomatoes, Hawaiian papayas, or chef-inspired solutions including fresh-cut fruits, veggies, guacamole, and much more, Calavo takes pride in delivering our fabulously fresh products every day. It's our promise from our foodie family to yours. Check us out at Calavo.com and learn why we are excited about your fresh possibilities ahead. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, is it true now when you came back this time, you took this role of VP of sales, customer management, is it true that people can't make eye contact with you anymore? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely a scary individual. I'm t- hard, hard to approach, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> Not I was all. waiting for that. I had that teed up all day going, I'm going to ask that question. I oh, can't yeah. wait to see his face. You know, people, you know, Bullhouse obviously is a huge name. I mean, it's a global brand. you got a lot going on. Um, not 
probably, you know, I'm sure there's people that do know people that probably don't know that it, you know, it, it was a family farm from Michigan that uh, was growing carrots and other stuff. And lo and behold, here you are, you've moved to California a few, you know, and you're a massive landholder. You guys are, a, you know, you're a big, big behemoth out there. And you have multiplicities of business underneath your umbrella. There's lots you're doing. You got juice, you got dressings, you got, you know, food that you're different food items, things you're working about, which we'll talk about a little bit. But I thought we'd talk about each one of them just to touch. And we'll get into carrots last, that being the big behemoth there. But I just want to talk a little bit about the complexities of your business model, right? So people get that full 360, what you're all about. So let's talk a little bit first about the beverage business. And it's certainly a very complex business and it does have its challenges for sure. So what is the beverage business for you guys a little bit? And then we'll talk about your, uh, your new, your new, uh, your new baby. That's right. Uh, yeah. Beverage business is, you know, obviously a huge portion of, of our sales. So, you know, this was, this was something that we've been rebuilding um, since, uh, you know, we were reacquired uh, and back in 2019, this is an area where that's where the focus has been, right? We've got to rebuild the beverage business, um, get it back to where it was at. And we've done that. In fact, we've, we've, uh, we've exceeded where we were previously in the past. So it's uh it's incredible. I mean, really, what what's been going on in the beverage category? Um, you know, we've been seeing double digit growth in beverage and dressing for the last several years. So for the last three plus years, we're seeing huge growth up, and it's just been it's been incredible to see it uh, get rebuilt. You know, we have a pretty unique uh, beverage business. We are uh, very very much differentiated from some of the other beverage companies that are out there. Right? We have our own um, merchandising team that's out there in the fields. So there's people scattered all over across the United States that are going out at store level every day, um, yeah. working with produce managers and really selling the Bolt House brand, right? Um, they also obviously don't just focus on beverage. They're looking at the dressing uh, category and then also they're out there to help out with carrot as well. So, you know, that having having those people, those boots on the ground and that 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 team that we have out there is just, they're amazing. They, we've really grabbed a lot of market share here over the last couple of years. Um, we have, like I said, rebuilt the business um, pre uh, from where it was at previously. And, um, you know, what would, I would say with our retail partners, you know, we're, we're basically with a lot of them, you know, we're over 50% of their total growth in their beverage. Wow. Is with That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's it's phenomenal. The, the, you know, since COVID hit, it's, you know, obviously things have been, um, you know, things have changed and, and you know, you're, you're seeing but you, what you're really seeing, though, in in the beverage business and in the dressing business, really, is that you know there's uh, there's people going back to the things that you know the strawberry banana, uh, the uh, the berry boost, the green goodness, you know these things that have always been staples. Either these are some of the largest items in our portfolio. Um, we're seeing a lot of people go back to these items, and you know they want things that are healthy for them, right? So no doubt, the you know the beverage business and dressing business. I mean, we you know our dressing business is a better for you kind of uh, dressing, right? We have the lowest calorie content, the lowest fat content. And um, it's, you know, again, it's it's really the only thing that's out there where it's, we don't sell any of that really unhealthy uh, dressing. We just sell the right. specific type. So and it's know, good. 50 calories or less, right? So, you know, it's uh, it definitely, there are complexities to it, but, um, you know, and mostly it's been obviously on the, on the packaging side of the business, right? Like just being able to get <laughs> all the resin you need to be able to make your bottles and all those different things. Oh, no uh, those, yeah. There's certainly been some issues there, but overall we've managed to do extremely well. I mean, we're, we're a very focused group. We've got, uh, we've, we, we took uh, this, the COVID thing pretty seriously and 
um, knew what we needed to do as far as making securing ingredients and whatnot well in advance to make sure that there's sure. no interruptions. So um, no, it's uh, you know it's exciting. We've got we've got some really cool stuff that's going to be coming on the horizon at uh, uh, IFPA. That's coming up here in the future. We got seven different items that are going to be on display there, and um, you know it's going to kind of take us down some some new paths. So um, that's all again really exciting stuff on the horizon. Um, whether it's you know energy uh, related items or, or or like nut butter plant protein type of things or and cool. that's that's kind of what's on the horizon. So really, I love it. That's yeah. super exciting. Well, you know, I, I remember I remember um, listening to a sports nutritionist talk. And about recovery and stuff. And he actually called out your strawberry banana drink as one of the best post-recovery drinks, in his opinion, that was on the market. He had nothing to do with you guys either. He made it very clear. But I'm not endorsed by it. I'm just saying, he goes, this is one of the better. If you're you're working out, you're doing your thing, you need to consider drinking these after for as a post-workout. I thought it was like, wow, that was a pretty yeah. good endorsement from a guy that has nothing to do with you. Right. We, can't, we got we to talk about the new baby, the new, the new juice baby, though, that you guys got. You guys uh, have a new member of the family, Evolution Juice, which originated as a Starbucks brand that you guys are now, uh, that's your brand. It's, you're off to the races with that. So can you talk a little bit about that? Or, and that's got to be exciting. It's super exciting. I mean, really to have a brand like Evolution, you know, and, and this, this, is, this is what we're trying to build, right? We're trying to build a portfolio of brands, right? Uh, we're not looking to take Evolution, turn it into Bolt House. It's Evolution. It stands on its own. And yeah. to be able to bring that, you know, the, the bolt house juices and to be able to bring evolution, uh, to our retail partners. I mean, it's, it's, it's the greatest, you know, to have, to have an item like that, um, to have a, a brand that's growing as rapidly as, as evolution has been, mm-hmm. uh, it just fits into our portfolio so perfectly. It's just, yeah. it, it's great. It's a good, well, it made sense. I, it made sense to me when I saw what it was and why, you know, where Starbucks kind of going, where everything up, where you're going, where they're going. I mean, it seemed like a, a pretty decent marriage. And let's be honest, you, you got a juice brand that's in what does Starbucks have in the United States? Twenty two thousand locations. Right. I mean, what I mean. So you know, people know what that is. That's you know, there's a reason why it's you know, it's in their stores because it sells. So that's going to be an interesting, a really interesting platform for you guys. That's going to yeah, be no, neat to see. No doubt. It's, we're definitely uh, you know we we closed on that in July. I'm sorry, August first. So it's it's only been a month and a half. Yeah, but there's a lot of excitement around it, and we're definitely, uh, you know, pretty excited to see where this thing's going. Oh, I think it's going to be super cool. I, I'm, I just think it, I just think it's a it's a it's a good match, in my opinion. It really is. Well, yeah. let's talk about let's talk about the big bad boy hanging out behind me here on the screen. Sure. Let's talk about the big orange monster that are carrots, which is an absolutely unbelievable business. Those that don't know the carrot business, get on YouTube, get a couple of videos under your belt, check it out. It is wild. What you and Grimoy both got to give props equally to what you guys have created as far as an industry, right? Literally, you guys have built an industry on this commodity. It's just fascinating to me. So, and I think people, a lot of times when it comes to carrots, it's like, oh, you know, carrots, ho-hum, you know, it's just like they buy them, but they don't really realize it. And, and we were talking about this and, and you shared this with me and it's fascinating. Let's talk a little bit about how much, how many carrots consumers purchase and consume each year, because I think people will be surprised how much it is. Yeah, so the the number in 2021 was about 8.5 pounds per person in America. Per person in America consumes carrots, which is that's crazy. crazy. I mean, I don't know why that's crazy to me. It just, but I get I've never seen it from that number. <laughs> you know, well, it, it, I 
you know, I, I think when I think when he told me that, it made me pop in my head. I always say this quote about you know food waste numbers that food waste in the United States is the same equal of every American throwing away 650 small to medium sized apples, right? Right. And when you think about eight point, that's a lot of carrots. Eight point five pounds. That's you know, that's a big old stack of carrots every American eats. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it is. Cool. I think the, the the cool thing about carrots um, and and what we do at Bull's House, the innovation that we've we've had over the years, we utilize every part of that carrot, right? You talk about right. food. This is a great conversation to have as well, because um, what we do with the carrot is, you know, you've got the cello carrot, right? That's your, your unpeeled carrot. The top is chopped off. It's in the bag behind you. Um, and uh, that, that's just, you know, your normal standard carrot. Um, but the baby peeled, you know, that, that innovation and, and where that's gone, you've got, you know, multiple different types of, of cuts come out of those carrots, right? You've got your baby peeled carrot, you've got your, um, your sweet, your petite. Um, and then after that, you've got, you know, matchsticks and shred and uh, carrot chips and carrot sticks. And then coins you know, and bias cut and exactly. crinkle cut. And it's and crazy. Got, and then you start talking about, well, you know, we, we've got the peel of the carrot, right? What do we do with that? Well, some guys at Bolt House decided that they were going to be innovative and figure out a way to turn that into a fiber. So now you've got a, a product that gets uh, dehydrated and then turned into into a fiber powder that um, mostly it, we sell it to like like uh, different you know tomato uh, ketchup sure. based companies. It's a thickening right. agent. So like wow, you just you think about it and there's just there's just no waste really in carrot land. It's it's incredible. The tops are left out in the field. Helps with the soil and um, really every aspect you know every portion of the carrot is is utilized and 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 used. So I would think that the carrot industry in, in some ways were really the first to embrace. And it wasn't even called that at the time. This really is upcycling. How do we use everything? How do we make Absolutely. this continue to go through? Um, and, it, you know, it's it's fascinating to walk through a facility like yours and see all the different things that are happening at one time, because it's just not a carrot. I mean, there, <laughs> to your point, it's every shape, size, cut, thickness, crinkle. I mean, it's just it's crazy. It really is. Talk a little bit, you know, because I'm, I love having conversations around increasing consumption, right? I say it all the time. You want to help reduce food waste? Hey, folks from fruits and veg, let's work on increasing consumption. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how consumptions change for carrots or, or stay the same or kind of whatever that playing field was over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, definitely with, with COVID, it was crazy. You saw everyone flock into the, to the grocery stores, right? And purchasing a lot of different produce items, and they were they were doing a lot more cooking at home. So yeah. you know, really during COVID, like the the carrot uh, business was <laughs> very healthy, very very strong. Um, and it was also uh, very much a roller coaster, though. You know, there's just you'd have a month where it was just out of control. Um, there would be a new you know strand of of whatever, whether it was Delta or something else, that would spike, and then all of a sudden you just see huge consumption. Um, and then it would tailor, you know, drop off and 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 start to decline. And then you're like, well, what's going on here, right? Like, what's, yeah. what's next? Um, so definitely, the carrot world, uh, there was there was no shortage of highs and lows. There was there was a lot of up and down. Uh, but overall, as it, the category was still really really strong. You know, your your food service business was more or less kind of non-existent. People were not going out to restaurants, um, and the, but the retail thing was was absolutely booming. Um, right now, I would say, you know, really that we're in a healthy place, right? Carrot business yeah. is, is is generally from year to year and most regular years, you know, it's it's flat to up a, a percent or two, or sometimes it's down a percent. Um, but overall, it's just it's just an extremely healthy category. It's always, 
you know, it's not, it's not growing out of control like the way it was in the, in the nineties when the baby peel was introduced. Um, but it's still just, it, look, like I said, eight and a half pounds worth of carrots are consumed by every person in the United States. So it's uh it's, it's a big number. <laughs> yeah. There's no two. Yeah. No, it's a lot of it, there's, yeah. But you know, it, it, I love these conversations about, you know, driving consumer change when it comes to consumption. And one of the things that I've talked about and feel really strongly about is that the pandemic gave us this really great opportunity um, because people, to your point, were cooking at home, right? And they were trying recipes and they're like, you know, hey, I, you know, I normally I only cook two days, three days a week. Now I got to cook seven. And, you know, what, what am I, I got to learn to make something. So you saw that increase, you know, the fruit and veg carry saw that rise. And then one of the things that concerns me that I keep trying to bring up with folks is that, you know, as the economy continues to, to soften and not be, you know, and, and, and to be weak and not be a, a strong one, people are making choices, right? And, and I'm real concerned that the, 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 the steps forward we took that, you know, really the opportunities that the pandemic and that light gave us, uh, we're going to lose that because we're not driving home that message of like, you know, yes, it's important. We want you to eat a bowl house carrot, but the carrot part of the conversation is really what we need to keep talking about. The, the importance of what they bring to the table, the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the opportunities, the things you can cook with. Those things become so incredibly important. And I hope we don't lose sight of that. So I say that diatribe from my soapbox to ask you this question. And, you know, what conversations are you guys having internally about consumption and how to drive it forward? I mean, obviously innovation is part of it, but you know, what are you thinking about? Like, you know, how are we touching people? Are we doing things differently? Are we reflecting back or some of those thoughts? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, you know, well, I try not to have shitty questions. Come <laughs> on, you act like you're fucking surprised. <laughs> well, you know, like you said, I mean, I think innovation is a big one, right? To get people to uh, to eat healthier, you've got to innovate. You've got to bring new things to this to the market. Uh, we've tried. We certainly tried to do that. Um, we we have launched different things over the over the last couple of years. Um, maybe not, uh, ha haven't always been at, maybe at the right time, right? So, we, we, you know, we've tried to do uh, carrot hot dogs and, and that's an item that we've had incredible success with at retail, right? Yeah. So it's an innovative idea. It's a, it's a great item for, you know, anybody that, that, that has gone, you know, vegetarian at this point in their life and, they're, and they miss those hot dogs. You know, those, these are the cool things that we, we, we continue to innovate on and bring to market. Now, we, uh, we've certainly hit a little bit of the, we've hit the pause button at this point on that particular item, but, um, you know, we want to bring that back to the market and figure out what's the right channel for this, right? Where do we put this item? How do we, again, how do we get excitement around carrots, right? Right. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to do during the pandemic is when we started doing it. And, and that was, it's somewhat, uh, you know, you've got a lot of people that are probably purchasing more uh, via delivery, right? Than they are actually physically going into the store. So, I it think it's it, hard to educate. Yeah, it certainly is hard to educate, but you know, but that's bolt house. That's ingenuity. That's what we do, right? Like we always bring something, some sort of ingenuity. Um, and, and that's really kind of like uh, what we're all about, right? Ingenuity grows good. That's, that's kind of our slogan. The thing that we hang our hats on, we talk a lot about it. Um, just trying to find a more, um, you know, a, a different way to bring carrots to the market and get customers interested uh, in those yeah. products. It's a challenge. I mean, it's a challenge. And I think it's super important that you guys are having these internal conversations like you're doing. And I think what's really great is you use the word innovation, right? And anytime that there's any kind of an economic problem, history says some of your best innovations come at this point, sure. right? So to me, it's like, yeah, we're dealing with this. We're all dealing with it. It's, it's craziness, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's like, 
it's not going to last forever. Hopefully, I don't think that it will. Um, but what's happening behind the scenes right now is really, I think, going to be some exciting stuff. And so when I hear you guys talking about innovation in the conversation around looking at consumption, I commend you guys for that because I think that, to me, is a super, super appropriate approach to win the day and to continue to win consumers. Yeah, for sure. And, and look, the items that are selling extremely well at retail and all of our retail partners are seeing their growth is in the value added side of the business, right? So the, again, the petites, the matchsticks, the carrot sticks. I mean, we, we sell more carrot sticks now than we've ever sold at any point in time. And that's, you know, it's look, that's not like uh, uh, anyone in the past would probably just buy a cello carrot, peel it at home and then cut a stick out of it, right? But uh, to be able to bring the convenience, right? The snacking, that's where the that's where everything's going, right? We try and bring um, a more convenient way so that you don't have to do all that work yourself, right? And hopefully that will lead to more consumption and it'll lead for to people, you know, cooking more at home, right? Because they want the convenience. They want, and again, they want a healthy snack. And obviously carrots are super sweet. They taste great. You can dip them in anything. And and um, it's just, a, you know, really a natural item uh, to see more consumption around the snacking aspect too. I love it. No, I love it. All right. So here's a question. True Chicago dog, onions, pepper, whole nine yards. True Chicago dog. Right. Carrot dog. Pick. Oh, uh, that's, I mean, you know, clearly I, I uh, uh, would have to take, don't, you know, don't even ask. have don't to even take ask. the Chicago dog, but you know, <laughs> I, but you know, honestly, like I, I, I do love the, the care hot dog. Like, <laughs> they're not, I, I try to, they're not bad. They're pretty. It's like, you, you don't expect what it's going to be. You don't, you absolutely don't. Yeah. And it's, you know, that maybe the texture isn't exactly the same, uh, but the flavor is really good and it's there. And it's, again, it's, you know, for my wife is as pescatarian. So uh, you know, for her to have the uh, the option to 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 have something that you know tastes like a hot dog, she's she's all for it. She's definitely the target market for that. For I that. Love, no, it, it's it's a worthy product, and again, it's innovation. It's new. It's it's what you know. What can we do differently? And I I, right. I again commend you guys for for taking on these challenges and seeing them through. Right? Let's 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 go. Let's give it a shot. I think it's wonderful. Again, that innovation, I think, is such an important part when we talk about consumption. We've talked a little bit about the last couple of years in the pandemic. I mean, you know. Big, broad, 35,000-foot question. How do you think the industry's changed pre and now, I'm going to say post-pandemic, since we're kind of out of, kind of out of the, I don't know, not to say out of the woods, I don't even know where we are out of what with this whole thing, but it's certainly better than it was. How about that? Right. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, for us, I guess on the beverage and the dressing side of the business, you know, what we're seeing is we're seeing people go more towards the value, right? So the 52-ounce beverages, um, we launched a family style dressing. So it's a larger, you know, size bottle, uh, more ounces. And that's really where we're seeing the market go. We're seeing people um, go geared towards more, more towards those, uh, those larger uh, servings and, and to keep that cost per serving down and still to be able to enjoy, um, you know, look, the thing about carrots, the great thing about carrots is that it's probably one of the cheapest thing per pound that's out there in the produce market. Yeah. It's a tough I mean, business. How do you get two pounds of carrots of <laughs> for for a little over two dollars, right? Like it, it's it's pretty rare to get that much produce for that price. So the only thing only thing cheaper is bananas, right? Exactly. <laughs> Three pounds for a dollar seventy nine, right? Exactly. So no, definitely um, the the you know obviously the commodity that that we grow and we sell of being carrots that uh, this this is certainly an item that is very. Uh, you know, cost of cost efficient, and you know, pe people can go out and purchase it every single week, uh, yeah. week after week, and um, get a healthy snack and, and actually use it for an ingredient for for food as well. 
Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Nelia Alamo at Calavo. Thanks for listening to Toddversations. At Calavo, we are the family of fresh. For almost 100 years, our passion has been bringing delicious and nutritious food to your table. From tasty, wholesome produce to our freshly prepared foods, Calavo is a global leader in the finest quality produce and a pioneer of healthy, fresh-cut fruits, vegetables, and prepared foods. Whether it's our farm-fresh avocados, tomatoes, Hawaiian papayas, or chef-inspired solutions including fresh-cut fruits, veggies, guacamole, and much more, Calavo takes pride in delivering our fabulously fresh products every day. It's our promise from our foodie family to yours. Check us out at Calavo.com and learn why we are excited about your fresh possibilities ahead. So one of the cool things that I think about with you guys and something that I pay attention to with a lot of companies is, is what they do to give back, what they do to drive culture, what they do to drive, you know, purpose back into their business. And there's, you know, a lot of ways of doing that. But I think that that is such a a great part of looking at a business because, you know, if the culture is tight and right and the purpose is tight and right and, you know, you're doing things for the right reasons and, and all that, it makes it easier to look at a brand. It makes it, I think brands become more inviting. You, you line up with them more on a morals values level. You kind of know where they, you know, you know where they stand on issues, you know where they stand on things. And I think that's so important today. And, you know, one of the things that you guys do that I've not seen before, maybe other people do it and I haven't found it yet, but, you go as far as having, you know, really an outreach program on your website for whether it be individuals, um, organizations like, a, you know, charities, um, first responders, which, okay, loving that, that's two asterisks, um, and shelters and stuff. And they literally can just get online and make donation requests, right, from you guys to try to say, hey, we've got a fundraiser, we've got this, we've got, you know, we're hurting because of flooding, whatever the case may be. And, you know, it's, it's, so easy for people to ask for help when they need it. It's really powerful to me to, to actually to do that. And so my question comes around to like, what's that say, you know, and, and from your perspective, because you, you know, you've been there a while, you've seen this, what's it say about Bull House and the culture and the purpose of the company and that giving back aspect? Because that's a big thing, man. It really is. It's, it, it, that touches a lot of people. It really yeah. does. It really does. I mean, we uh, we're definitely the the people portion of of Bolt House is what is the magic, right? And that's and that's why I touched on it earlier. Like that's why I've come back to this organization on a couple of occasions, uh, mainly because of the people and just you know the the meaning uh, behind the name Bolt House Farms and and what we're willing to do in the community, right? Uh, what we do with our we've got we've got partnerships in different parts of the country, um, you know, in Washington. It's a lot of it is centered around where we're typically growing and processing, right? Like that's where a lot of the big things happen. For example, like in Chicago, um, you know, we did, uh, we've we've done a ton of things with the Greater Chicago Food Depository, right? We've got recognized by them this past July. Uh, we donate a ton of food to them. And um, it, it's, you know, and there's all kinds of other uh, great philanthropic things that we're, we're doing across the country. Um, in California, we're doing it. You know, we were doing things for first responders during COVID, providing them with beverages, bringing things over to Bakersfield Hospital. Um, so, yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's really, uh, we, we, it's, it's not just about, you know, I think the purpose, right, and and um, and just what 
the culture is like at Bolthouse. It's like we we've got to we got to take care of the land as well, right? We've got to do a better job of taking care of the land. We've got to do a better job of um, taking care of our people. We spent fifty million dollars during COVID uh, just to keep our employees safe, you know. And that's and that's the thing. Like that's that's what is so great about Bolthouse. I mean, we were one of the first ones to just sort of uh, stop, assess everything, figure out what we were going to do moving forward during COVID to make sure that our employees were safe. And there were, you know, a lot of tough decisions that had to be made along, uh, you know, along those lines that, um, sure. you know, it's not easy to spend all that money, but it's, you know, none of us would be able to really sleep at night if we didn't do it. And, uh, and then, you know, just again, with the community, um, the different outreach and the, and having that platform for people to come in and make those requests. I think it just, um, it really shows you how much, uh, the, you know, the, the company is built around that, um, around that purpose. And, you know, it's it, one of our big values is uh, showing the love, right? So you got to show the love for the land. You got to show the love for the people. Uh, you need to show the love for the community as well. And those are, those are really important things to, uh, uh, to Bolthouse Farms. Yeah. I love that. Show the love, man. That's, that's fantastic. I mean, that's really powerful, but I think, you know, too, what's really cool is that because of what you do, right? Because of that purpose driven in the culture and the way the culture is, that touches everybody from, you know, Jeff on yep. down to, you know, guys in the field, guys in the show. I mean, it's everybody throughout the entire organization have an opportunity to be united. Um, not just because they work there, right? Not because they all have, you know, you got t-shirts or tent, whatever it might be, but you're <laughs> united in something greater than that. And it's a way for everybody to connect. And I just, I commend you guys. It's powerful. It means something. Um, it's it it you stand out for it, in my opinion. And I I just I just commend you guys for you know taking that on and embracing people the way you do and as open as you are with that embracement. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. It's really, really cool. So tell me, let's uh what's next for you guys? What's going on? What's what's exciting? I mean, you said you got new items coming out in a couple of weeks to IFPA, which is super cool. You're gonna be there, I assume. Oh, absolutely. After this, after this broadcast, you're just going to be signing eight by ten autographs, headshots. <laughs> uh, not likely, but uh, that's her. Why? I'll, I'll, I'll take those requests. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, if we're going to take requests. Let's charge eight bucks for them. What the hell? Uh, there you go. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I look. I think that you know, obviously, uh, the IFPA is going to be a great show. It's been a long time coming. We, we've had what the last couple of years off. And uh, it's just going to be great. A lot of these different shows across the country that we've been going to for the last year, um, it's just been, you know, pretty record, pretty much record turnouts, right? Um, for Bolthouse, though, you know, like like I kind of mentioned, I mean, you know, yes, we innovation is really important to us. You know, I think it's really what uh, what differentiates us and, and makes our brand really strong is uh, the ability to kind of come bring things to market um, and do it really well. So, so clearly innovation is going to be part of it. You know, we are working on a lot of other things. So, you know, California is obviously um, not the easiest place um, in America to grow a carrot in, right? Like we've got tons of pressure right now with with weather. Uh, we've got tons of pressure with with water issues and all, all these different things across the state. You know, and we're pretty focused on trying to figure out how do we heal the ground. You know, I think that's one thing that that we need to talk a lot about, and I think it needs to be. Uh, more broadly talked about is is uh, you know we're we're doing a couple of t- a tests right now, 325 acres over in Kuyama, and uh, we are basically uh, taking uh, a regenerative ag approach to approach. those 25 acres, and uh, that test is currently going on right now. It's it's pretty exciting. I mean you know we're we're planting all these different cover crops, 
um, to just, you know, to try and, you know, slow down some of the, uh, the problems in the soil, right? We've got to get the soil built back up in California. Oh, there's no, t- well, maybe we'll, maybe they'll, maybe they'll come up with a great idea. We'll do electric carrots. Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the big buzzword. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, exactly. but you're absolutely right. Look, and, and more and more companies are looking at the regen thing. There's no two ways about it. I mean, they're looking at the pluses, the minus, the benefits. You know, regenerative ag reminds me so much of the organic movement early, early, early on, back in the days of you know draft horses and no electricity, um, and the way people look at it. And can it scale? Right, that's what everybody always said about organic. Can it scale? And I think regen has its place. I think it will. I mean, it's going to have its challenges, like organic did. In that scale, it's not going to be something you're going to flip a switch on like that. It's going to work everywhere. But I think that what I'm excited about is where does it take us in five years? What does it do? You know, how does it help mitigate our water problem? You know, is there ways that this is going to make a benefit that we don't know and see yet? And as that scales to the point about innovation, so do these ideas that come from this innovation. So to me, I think it's great you guys are doing it and learning it. Um, next time you're out, I'll go up. We'll go up and check it out. I'll go, I'll go look at it with you. That'd be fun. Absolutely. No, it, it really is. It's, it's exciting. I mean, to be able to start to, to pivot towards this direction and do something like this, it's look, it's, it's more about looking at the, uh, the nutrition per acre, right? Like that's, that's kind of the forward looking view from Bolt House's perspective is, is how to bring more nutritional things to the marketplace and how do we make carrots even more nutritious than they already are? I think that's, that's one key, key thing to that is that the regenerative ag thing, um, could potentially allow us to to create an even you know more nutritious carrot, right? And other yeah. commodities, not just carrots. Agreed. Yeah, no, um, I think that's all. I think those are all possibilities that that need the efforts like you and 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 others are making right now to again take a look at how do we heal the soil? How do we figure out how we're going to feed 9.8 billion people exactly. by 2050? And what are we going to do with only 40 years left? You know, of topsoil based on data. And it's like, exactly. You know. So I think it's great. I commend you guys. I'm excited. Well, dude, this has been a blast. I'm glad you came and hung out with me. I'm glad, you know, it's a you're not watching the Cubs lose or rooting for the White Sox or whatever it is. I say watching the Bears lose, but that's coming. So don't worry about it. It's right. it's, yeah, it's just it. around the corner. It's it is always around the corner. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, I'm a White Sox fan. So this has been a this it's been a good a year. That's been uh, uh, it's been a good not, year for you guys, the White Sox guys. Not lately, but yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, but you know, it's great to be back in Chicago and be able to actually go to those games. So um, yeah. one, that's one positive, one benefit. I love it. Well, thanks dude. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with us. I really do. Absolutely. Appreciate you letting me come on the show and uh, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing you at uh, out in Bakersfield or IFPA. Hopefully yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you in Orlando. Later. Yeah. Awesome. That was fun. You're, you're welcome back anytime. Let's, you know, you know, when you guys got something to talk about, bring it up. Let's go talk. Let's talk about this reach in thing. I think it's worth, it's a great conversation. I'd love to see where you are down the road with this and get that conversation started. So open invitation, come back anytime. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, brother. Everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. Much love from everybody here to you. Make it a good day today. Go out and inspire somebody, give somebody a hug, send them a text. Tell your mailman you appreciate what they do every day, rain or shine, whatever it is, but make a difference in this world by your words and your actions, because that's what's going to be important. So go inspire somebody today. And uh, I think you'll find your day to be a hell of a lot better. I know it will be. And mine always is. Thanks, host, for being here. We'll see you soon. And uh, check us out on social media and uh, like us and subscribe and do all that stuff they tell me to say that I never remember, but do it anyways, because you know what I'm talking about. So we'll see you all soon. Take care.